What's going on, everybody? This is Seth from Engage Podcast. Hope you're doing great. Uh, when I say that this, the episode you're about to hear is a powerful one, where we read a Soren Kierkegaard quote, and if you know anything about Soren Kierkegaard, his quotes are very, very deep, it get you thinking. So sit back, relax, open your mind, and engage with us as we dive into today's episode. Today's quote is from Soren Kierkegaard, and he says, The most painful state of being is remembering the future, particularly the one you'll never have. Now, for those of you wondering who this, this guy is that we're talking about, Soren Kierkegaard, uh, he was Danish. He was a Danish philosopher. He was a theologian, a poet. He was a social critic and a religious author who is widely considered to be the first existentialist philosopher. All right, Seth, what do you think? It's, it's deep. It's very deep. I like it a lot. Like most Soren Kierkegaard quotes, it makes you think. Um, the most painful state of being is remembering the future, the one that you'll never have. I, first thing that comes to my mind is... Whether it's right or wrong, it's just the first thing that comes to mind is people when they're going through a midlife crisis, both men and women. Uh, it, but we've all seen or even experienced that time where you've looked in your life and you're, and you're looking at things you either didn't get to do or you missed out on doing. So you either go buy that sports car or you start dressing a different way. It's, you're trying to relive a future that you never actually lived and it's it's a very painful state people who tend to be in that uh the midlife crisis they're very unhappy mm. i mean am i the only one who who has seen that have have you seen that do you know those kinds of people yeah i mean i i don't really know anyone firsthand that has actually done this and I'm sure I have I may, I may not be paying attention what I mean is like my closest closest of maybe friends and family but I know this is true this quote reminds me so much of the first part about the um the future state you know that vision you have when you're growing up it reminds me it takes me back to college where you know the the kids that I went to school with had such a large vision for what their life was going to look like. You know, I, I, it just was something that was oozing out of everybody. You know, people were going to change the world. And, you know, through Facebook now, it's easy to stay in touch. And I'm in, uh, I'm in touch with all those people. And by the way, I'm not speaking negatively about anyone. It's just that was the perfect Petri dish for people who wanted to have that vision for their life, you know? Like the world was their oyster. And you see that a lot of times, you know, that didn't happen with those people. And, you know, whether that's true for them where they, they feel 
painful, like this quote says, or not, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not going to jump in there and, and um, ask them because I don't know them that well. We sort our acquaintances through the years. Uh, one of the, th- I mean, I, one of the things that just also came in my head now are, it's just people, not even people who have lived a life and they're unhappy with what they're living. It's they're living life chasing something and they don't have it yet either. Like kind of what you were talking about, the college student, but even going further with like just a person in general who lives every day. Like I'm just going to use it an example, like um, someone who wants to have that six figure job, whatever it is. And they live every day trying to chase after it. And they're almost like, they're not happy. They're not living in the moment because they're trying to chase after something rather than just being here in the now. I know it's cliche to tell people live for today for today, but because, I mean, I personally have had moments where I've lived for a dream job. I've lived every single day chasing after X, Y, and Z. And after a time, it gets extru- it gets tiring when you're not getting it. And it is a very, it's a very painful state of mind to be living for a life or for something that you don't currently have. And even to come to grips with the fact that you're never going to have it. To me personally, I think the big problem is if you look at something in the future, if you come to grips with the fact that you're never going to have it, you're, that's never going to happen for you. If that puts you in a deep state of depression, to me, my biggest piece of advice, and this is something, again, I personally have struggled with too, is that you're putting way too much spiritual weight into that idea, into that thing. And biblically speaking, that has become an idol of yours. You're looking at that and you're saying, if I lived that lifestyle, if I had that thing, if I had whatever that thing is, if I had that, that would make me a person that would make me who I was created to be. That would make me truly me. And the in the the real answer to that is that no, God is the one that makes us us. God is the one who, you know, God is all that we really need. And it's hard for us, especially in us Americans who are living in a very materialistic world, um, to really come to grips with that. It's something that I have a hard time, you know, really remembering too. That God is all that I really need. Uh, am I making any sense? Yeah, it is. It's. I'm just thinking like the balancing of that is like that's the um, the pendulum that you just said versus having goals and being ambitious. It's like I think there has to be some kind of balance because there has to be some kind of forward thinking, planning, visioning. Um. So it's. I, I guess my point is is this is. It's not an easy thing. It's it's kind of complex. You know, even in the Bible, in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, um, he, the, the author is painting a vision of a future life. He says, Go then, eat your bread in happiness, drink your wine with a cheerful heart, for God has already approved your works. Let your clothes be white all the time. Let not oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy the life with the woman whom you love all the days of your life. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For there is no activity or planning or wisdom in Sheol where you are going. He's referencing Sheol as the grave. And, you know, here 
he has this vision for this person, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it was his vision. I don't know. But going back to the college thing, you know, this person, the world is their oyster. He's got this vision of the white picket fence, the nice house, the dog, the, the pretty wife, the kids, the nice job. That's the vision, right? But the quote is so powerful because it says, the most painful state of being is remembering the future, particularly the one you'll never have. Um, it's like walking into a house and having a picture that is supposed to be hung straight, but it's always a little to the side. And no one else can see it except you. Mm -hmm. And it's always bothering you, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. you know, you go up and you, you kind of just continually correct it, but it keeps falling out of place. So I think that's called... Uh, man's search for homeostasis. I think that's what it's called. Don't quote me. I think that's right. And I guess, what are you going to do? You know, we're all, we should be born with something like that. We want to go out and do something. Um, but there should be a Christian response to this. What do you think it is? Well, I think, again, I th it's twofold. The easy answer is, is to understand and realize that the Bible is very consistent. If you go through the book of Proverbs, um, in fact, I actually would highly, highly recommend you do this is just go through the book of Proverbs in your Bible and just take a highlighter and any, any verse in Proverbs that either hints at or talks about being content, being happy with what you have, highlight it. Then after you're done, go back and start flipping through. You'll see how many highlighted verses you're, 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 you're doing. Um, uh, but not even in Proverbs in passages or books like Ecclesiastes and books like, Philippians, Paul talks about being content, and the Bible is very clear that the reason why we should be content is because God has given us everything that we have on purpose, right? He's given us the life that we have, the path that we are on, and whether or not we understand it, that path is leading us to something, and he's, he's putting us on that path to do what he's created us to do. And for us to look at some another path and say, that's the one I should be on is to look at God and say, you don't know what you're doing. And that's just, I mean, God is, God is simply saying, he's constantly telling us, look, I know what's best. I created you. I know what you are here for. Just like with an, when an author writes a book, they know what each character is supposed to do. Um, so that's the easy. The second one is going back and you talked about that balance. And this is a hard balance to find, but it's the balance. And that is to not make good things into ultimate things. I think, I think Tim Keller, um, I'm trying to think of what one of his books, he talks about the biggest test in seeing if, if a good thing has become an ultimate thing is when you don't get that good thing mm -hmm. or it fails you. So if you are going for a job and you don't get that promotion, mm -hmm. if you're disappointed, that's natural. You're just okay. Mm -hmm. But if it crushes you, if it throws you into, if it, if like the rock in which you're standing on is taken from you, then that meant that you were taking a good thing and making it into an ultimate thing. You were taking a good thing and making it into a, a, a God, a God that can never fulfill what your heart truly wants. But, you know, if, if you're going after that thing and you, and you get it, um, it's not going to change who you are because God is the foundation that you're building your life on. I think that is the key. Again, it's easier said than done. And this is something that I... I on a daily basis have to continue working on is the littlest things to the biggest things. Um, if it fails, if it goes south, then in, to use this as, as an example, you think about 
Abraham. Abraham wanted a son so bad, so bad. And when it came time for him to sacrifice Isaac, that was a big moment for him. And I, and I don't think, and God doesn't do things, you know, so that he can get more information. I think he does things so that we can get information so that we can kind of see what the, what the levels are, what the, what the gauges are reading. And that was a way for God to kind of give, you know, Abraham a, a, a idle check of, has this son replaced me? Has Isaac replaced me as the God over your life? Or, you know, and I mm-hmm. came down to it where Abraham made the right choice, made the right call by saying, no, God, you are, you are still in control. You are still the rock in which I'm building my life on. Um, does it make sense? Yeah, I think it's really good. I'm, I'm interested in now. I wonder what the listeners are thinking. I, know. You know, I, I wonder if there's anyone out there that could drop us a comment um, of something that they've experienced, maybe themselves or someone else, or if they could drop a comment um, on any insights into this quote. I want to read it one more time before we, we uh, wrap it up, okay? He says, The most painful state of being is remembering the future, particularly the one you'll never have. Deep stuff. Yeah, let us know what uh, what do you guys think. And by the way, down below um, in the in little info box, um, you can find our website. You can find our link to our SoundCloud page. Um, we're still trying to get this up onto iTunes, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but you also will see a link to um, a donation page too. Listen, if you if you like what you're hearing and you want to support us, you want to support this church. Um, Feel free to give any amount, um, and, you know, I, that's completely up to you. But it's there if you want it. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, thank you guys for listening, and have a fantastic week. We're praying for you.